I'm Jake. I'm Joe. What are we talking about? Chet, Chet. <laughs> It's been a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, this is like one of the first new episode in about a year, and then I think the first new episode I've done with Joseph in probably more than a year. I think the last time we were talking was Infinity War. I see. We, did, we didn't even do the discussions yet. We yeah. hadn't even gotten to see it yet. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Had yeah, it hadn't even come out yet. So, no. It's been a bit. It's been it's been a little bit, and which I think it's fitting because Endgame is coming out in a couple of weeks. So, you, you, so Thanos, Ant Man disproven scientifically. Was it? We was it disproven <laughs> yeah. scientifically? Yeah, yeah. They were. <laughs> the um, guys at Nerdist, um, because science went through all of it. He was like, "All right, we're doing this." Very discouraging, like, look, I've got to do this, so i got to science this. Uh, went through and basically said that uh, the expansion that's displayed on the sh- uh, all the movies with the force that the expansion from them going small to big only puts so much pressure per square inch or so of it, and that that wouldn't be able to break out of uh, a human rectum, and that it would basically, the Ant-Man would get stuck inside the rectum. <laughs> And they were like, "It's entertaining." Yeah, exactly, exactly. They said, and that's considering that it's a normal human rectum, not Titan anus, a so. Titan one. <laughs> so, and I liked Neil deGrasse Tyson's uh, reference. He, they asked him about it, and he said, uh, "You know, he can he can make other things big and small. Why would he go into himself? That's not a way. <laughs> what <laughs> is true? Like, why he doesn't have to go into that." I do like that everybody always points out the fact that we see it is in the movie that Doctor Strange has access to magic that can sever an arm. Yes. And when the main villain of the movie is an arm, (laughs) he doesn't use it but one time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they talked about like maybe Thanos is doing some magic to discourage it in the first place that we're not really seeing him actively thwart the whole time. But, right. But yeah, I mean, there, there seems like there's a lot of options for them to take care of it, but that wouldn't make us compelling drama for us. Because yeah, then the movie would be over pretty quick and then we'd all, like, I mean, we wouldn't have left the theater all sad and shit. Yeah, that's why we had to, you know. That's uh, the one thing I talked about whenever because I reviewed, I think this was the last episode I reviewed Infinity War and it was, um, uh, I just remember leaving the theater and it was just utterly quiet. Like the only thing I was able to compare it to then, and even now, a year later, still trying to think of something. Uh, when I was a kid, I went to see Passion of the Christ. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I gotcha. left the theater. Yeah, I remember it was seeing just that. Like, uh, or it is like either going to see Passion of the Christ or at a funeral. <laughs> like that's what it felt like. Yeah. And that's Jesus. The the the. The Spider-Man's death mm. that hurt like that hurt my heart. My, uh, I didn't go see it in theaters. I waited till it came out on uh, and on DVD and Blu-ray, and I uh, bought it then because I knew it was going to be a, a part. And I, I was like, "Oh, I can, I can read a spoiler. I don't mind so much." I right. Can, 
I can uh, I can wait till it comes out to check it out. And so I waited till I got home. But yeah, um, which I still have not seen uh, Captain Marvel. Me neither. So. I've read what happened. Yeah. So and I'm really. I, it was weird because Infinity War was the first movie in a long time that I've I purposefully. Let, I didn't go looking for the spoilers. I was like, I want to wait and see what happens. Uh, Captain Marvel, as soon as it came out, I looked to see like what the cameo was, uh, or what Stanley's cameo was, uh, mm-hmm. what the post-credit scene were, what mm-hmm. basically happened in the movie. Um, it sounds like I've heard it was good. I've heard yeah, a little bit back and forth. Yeah, like middling. Like it's, yeah. not, it's not the, the best Not a entry. terrible yeah, film, but not anything to really uh it, I think it would be a different story if it came out before Wonder Woman did. Yeah. And yeah. also it didn't have to be like the bridge between basically Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah. Which yeah. Which everyone forgets that Ant Man and the Wasp came out like last year after. Yeah. yeah. So, because that was a very and, and I mean I I'm excited about uh Endgame and part of me like wants to bail from the franchise after that. But I also Just like watch your hands. I, yeah, like alright, I completed that series. It's done. I don't have to feel compelled to buy every entry in the. the yeah, you you know. you've heard the story. But also, uh, Far From Home. <laughs> yeah. Because like, ah. they've also heard rumors that Far From Home is going to be both a sequel and a prequel to uh, Infinity War and Endgame. Hmm. What? That's what? <laughs> How's that work out? I guess the I guess what they're saying is that. It happens after Endgame, but the way it works out is that when they're coming home from their trip and they're driving the bus, that's whenever Infinity War starts. So, like, the time travel's gonna fuck with uh, it. Ah, gotcha. And I've, I've considered that, like, someone was talking about, well, if they all go back in time, that's how it solves the issue. But then... That really fucks with... That really fucks up with their progress as heroes through doing all the situations. So unless... It depends on what version of the yeah, time Yeah, exactly. Go, you know, maybe there's, the, there's the timeline. Yeah, there's the three three versions. You, you can go back, change the past, and it has no effect on the future. You can go back and it creates an alternate timeline. Or you can go back and everything you touch affects the shit future. <laughs> so I, I would imagine they're going to go with the alternate timeline... Take the Infinity Gauntlet from there, and then go. Yeah, them as a group are in the in the mix as they notice everything. Well, they release a toy that showed. I believe it was even labeled the Stark Gauntlet. Oh yeah, which has been a rumor for a while. So, kind of curious if that's actually going to come into play, or if it's just a toy they made up. Yeah. Or yeah. I um, honestly, I'm I'm just I don't know why because I'm not really a huge Fantastic Four fan, but I want to see like Doom Reed. Or like pop up. That'd be, I, I don't know why. I it's guess just, they said. Um, I know it's like it, kind of more post the deal really, being finalized. But. I would really, really enjoy. Like I said, this uh, uh, what was it before Infinity War came out? That my idea, my uh, ideal post credit scene for Endgame or Avengers Four, as it was at the time, uh, would be like they defeat Thanos. Mm-hmm. Uh, and somehow then you know the gauntlet gets lost away so they think it's destroyed mm-hmm. but it ends up in like the mountains and then the post credit scene is you see somebody with like a green cloak yeah, the, walking up to it, dude, it and they pick it up and it's Dr. Doom Doom's an awesome character if they actually do him right yeah and there's also the idea that maybe Thanos was actually trying to stop Galactus yeah and that's like he might not be the 
main villain of also yeah I heard that concept and I saw too they released uh, I guess they're doing a Hulk TV series they're intending to do and a Falcon Falcon and and um, Christopher Robin and uh, Winter Soldier I don't know where the fuck that came from nice um, we need a boo in this bitch speaking of which did you watch Christopher Robin no I didn't want to be depressed it's fucking heartbreaking <laughs> like, I generally stay away from a lot of drama like it's like hook but good yeah yeah. And it's like, I don't know, like the first like 10 minutes, it is sad. Like me and Michelle were watching it and it was like, I was like fighting tears. Yeah. Misty looked at it and saw like the frayed looking poo and was just like, yeah, I don't know that I can do that. And they don't, like they don't shy away from that at all. Like it's not like one of those you have to wait 30, 40 minutes to get, it is as soon as the movie starts, you get to see Eeyore, Piglet, Poo, yeah. all of them. I'm like, holy shit, they fucking went for it. And it's <clears throat> it's it's really good. Yeah, it movie, looked good. It just yeah, you, I you have to make sure you're in a really upbeat mood. Yeah. Whenever you watch just so it can shatter. So it. that when you're low, it's not as low as you would have been before. It's not like I've got to slip my wrist today. <laughs> it's yeah, it's yeah. uh it's like I uh yeah, I've I've kind of and missing I generally it's either horror or comedy or a lot of time or like a science fiction fantasy type thing uh, yeah I've been see I haven't because I've been working okay so what's new with us I guess we should do that we kind of jumped right in but so so what's new with you uh in form of media what I've been up to uh one I've been playing Devil May Cry 5 which was uh amazing what are you a fucking nerd yeah, uh, generally, I think that's the consensus. Is that, with is that, that's, is that, wait, that's our draw, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> I've been pandering to the wrong crowd. I thought it was fucking... <laughs> I thought it was obvious. <laughs> we were sex symbols around shaking our ass for the moolah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've been playing Dead Maker 5, which I love that series, and I've got all the installments, all the novels, the soundtracks, the, the anime. I, I like that series a lot. And the last one in canon was 11 years ago, so I've been, and it left a lot of uh, open-ended and unanswered questions that they didn't really tied a lot up. So, so where does DMC uh, fall into that? Does it not, it's, isn't, it's, is it its, it's own not, thing? Yeah, it's its own thing. It's considered an alternate timeline uh, situation um, that they let Ninja Theory kind of do their own thing, but they're coming back with, on 5, it's, it's back in the original timeline of events and stuff but yeah it really uh, tied up a lot of stuff there was a lot of fun to play and I'm still playing through all the difficulty modes because it's uh, that's how you do it's well known for having a lot of uh, there's I think seven modes difficulty which they usually do which is human devil hunter uh, son of sparta dante must die mode uh, heaven and hell mode and hell and hell mode and, uh, yeah, the heaven and hell modes, one shot kills you, one shot kills them. Hell and hell is one shot kills you. They're, like, they're most difficult. So. Don't yeah. you remember never games had easy, medium, and hard? Yeah. Or easy, normal, and hard? Yeah, but, uh. The first game I remember playing that had, like, clever, clever yeah. titles and also multiple ones was Doom. Doom. Because yeah. it was like, please don't hurt me. <laughs> No, mommy, no, or something. You know, you just. Yeah. What the fuck was that? It's my wallet fell out of my bike. Oh. <laughs> um, I was like, oh god. 
uh, attacks. Uh, so that um, been. So I'm still playing that. Uh, I watched the Tom Hanks produced uh, documentary series on Netflix for the 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000s. Tom Hanks? Uh, yeah, he's one of the producers for it. I didn't he's know on generally most of the uh, episodes. Throw in a little info here and there. But it's usually like six parts per episode, and it, it's really good. It goes through a lot of the music and movies at the time or television of the time, and then it goes through uh, generally the. Uh, Political, uh, like who was president, what they were dealing with, or there are scandals in the second part, or uh, wars and battles going on, and then um, sometimes domestic terrorism and stuff that's happened Shit. throughout the years. Um, so, and I think like 90s, 2000 goes through the tech boom and all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, it was really cool, and it was, it was interesting to see the way they laid it out, like going from 70s to 80s, you can really see like each president's impact on the next presidency and like someone not going into war with someone else. And then it leaves it for a problem for the next one to take over. And they really go into like, you know, the seventies, the, uh, uh, Manson family and the cults following. And then that moving into with the rise of the cults, basically that moving into like some bombings and terrorism type thing on a smaller scale, like the Oklahoma city bombing and all that kind of stuff. And then moving to the school shootings and, all that kind of stuff moving into, you know, 9-11's, you know, stuff. And so it, it really, you kind of get to see how it's escalated and grown over years, which was pretty So it's not just, like, fun nostalgia. No, no, it's no. Like, it, remember these all things into that like, happened? You know, it goes into, like, you know, Watergate and Iran-Contra. And, but it was, uh, it was fairly, fairly interesting. It was, it was done in an uh, interesting way. And they had a lot of, uh, like, you know, Colin Powell's one of the people they're, like, chatting with. And oh, shit. And, you know, like, they go, they've got a lot of people that were, yeah, I was shot three times here while we were, you know, during this instance. And Holy fuck. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty good. I keep seeing it pop up on my Netflix, the 2000s one. Mm-hmm. And it has like Eminem on the cut, on the yeah. uh, image of it. And I'm like, oh my god, I should check that out. And then I just, I don't. Because I end up watching Office again. Yeah, or, I understand. Or Friends or something. And then I, I checked out uh, The Defiant Ones, which was really good. It's a HBO series that's four parts that goes over Jimmy Iovine and uh, Dr. Dre's relationship with Interscope Records. That's right. Oh, shit. And it goes all the way back from Dr. Dre first getting his, like, first uh, <laughs> set, you know, like, first playing vinyls for his family and stuff, and all the way up through NWA and uh, Death Row Records with Tupac and the Suge situation, and That's just... going all the way up to him being, uh, producing, you know, um, 50 Cent and uh, Eminem and that sounds that and then Jimmy Iovine like from being his dad being longshoreman and all this kind of stuff to him kind of getting into sweeping sound stages because he liked music and played a little bit of guitar and stuff and then like the his boss basically called him in on Easter and he was like yeah I'll come in and his family was telling him don't go in it's Easter and all stuff he comes in and it was John Lennon in there and he was like the other guy didn't call or didn't come in I wanted to see if you'd come in and so he like helped mix for John Lennon the first oh, time shit. and then just from there on he kept getting bigger and bigger names and like how he worked the business side of things to get where he was and that's pretty fucking tight and he basically like everyone's like you gotta stop producing Dr. Dre and all you know Tupac and all they're back they're in jail out of jail Snoop Dogg in jail out of jail and he's like yeah, if you fire them, I'm gonna go with you. Like every time, like you just, I'm with these guys. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So, uh, it's, it's really neat. I've never seen like the trailers for it. And I wanted to watch it. Yeah. Just never got around to it. Yeah, yeah I initially saw it because of uh, it, it 
Trent Reznor's in there and talking about mm-hmm. it, and then he's bringing up like because he got his, which uh, apparently like Jimmy Iovine was like called the company that owned uh, Trent Reznor had him sign for like a seven uh, album deal, and like called him because they wanted out of the contract. Called him every day for like a year until the guy broke and let him sign with him, and he was like. Sure, I was like, I was figuring, like, I hate these, you know, these guys that constantly want to put their hands on everything. I don't like them. So he's like, I made the room, like, dark and kind of foreboding, tried to get the guy on edge. <laughs> and he basically came in and was like, he's like, uh, what do you want? You know, I'm, I'm signing. What, what do you want? And he's like, I will, I want uh, out of this contract and I want, uh, you know, full control over all the music I produce it. I, I do the instruments, I do everything. I, all this, I want, I don't want anyone coming in and, he said, yeah, and he's like, I've got a vision for it, I want to do it. And he's like, okay, what else? And he's like, I didn't really have anything else. So I was like, well, I want my own. <laughs> I think that you just stop asking that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like, well, I want my own label so I can sign bands that I think are worth. He's like, okay, anything else? And he was just like, um, no, man. That, can I tickle your butt? <laughs> yeah. And, and he's like, because he, he said he, he saw him and then realized, like, this guy does all of it himself and his sound production is great. He's, I mean, there's no reason. Yeah, you, get, you get Trent Reznor yeah. and you want, you don't work hard to sign Trent Reznor. Yeah. yeah. And then, but I didn't know like how shit. much of a, a, you know, like him basically, like basically lived in the bathroom, like on his phone, like his wife bringing stuff every day, calling him and harassing the guy until he got him to let him sign him. And so like he worked hard to get him and then, Talk about like him signing Manson through his record, which is nothing. Uh, yeah, nothing records. Um, and you know, and then Trent goes on to actually work. He's he's an Apple exec now too, and so he helped like set up like Apple Music and all that. Really? So like he was what helped them bridge the deal for the Beats headphones, which gave like Dr. Dre and Jimmy Iovine was like a three point two billion dollar bill to uh, uh, buy out from Apple Music, which was like the most Apple ever bought a company out for. Holy shit. So it ended up helping him out. But they were just talking about like he just seemed to throw the right people in like this guy's awesome. I'm joining him with this person and it works out perfect for him. Clearly it's something's worked pretty well yeah, for him. But uh that was pretty cool. <laughs> so uh yeah I've been uh doing that. I've been reading uh, a thing called SCP Foundation. It's a wiki for uh, basically set up like government documents to uh, classify all these creepy creatures and items and uh, locations that uh, these horror writers write about, but they all write about it like it's uh, written through this organization called the Foundation that uh, are classifying and containing these uh, cryptids and evil things. And it's uh, it's really interesting. There's like five thousand articles and it's pretty in depth and it's got kind of a storyline and history throughout it and. So that's what uh, I've been spending, spending a lot of reading time on. As he sent it to me this weekend, and I haven't got a chance to deep dive into it, but it sounds like you're really fucking cool. <laughs> it's, it's been pretty good. Um, yeah, I'm excited. John Wick 3 is coming out here soon. Fuck oh, yes. So I got a notification today that. Uh, Did you send it to the text? Yeah, I sent it to the text. That the, uh, the uh, tickets are coming out here soon. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's. Uh, I've read like, like probably twelve manga since we last talked, and 
some good ones there. And yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of other stuff, but that's that's where I'm <laughs> I'm at at the moment. <laughs> I'll talk for fifteen minutes probably, so go on. Um, let's see. Listen to this guy drone for this <laughs> part of the podcast, right? <laughs> um So when we left off, what we were talking about was <laughs> infinity. That's right. <laughs> um well, I mean, I've been working. That's all I've been doing is working. I haven't got to do anything. I had kind of a... Well, I won't go into too many details, but I had a strange year. Um, and... Uh, it happens to both of us. But ultimately, uh, now, uh, me and my wife bought a new house. We've been working on it, getting it back together. Uh, we're actually in that house right now. And so, so if there's a little bit of an echo, it's because I haven't gotten the studio sitting quite right. in the floor. In a closet. closet. Staring at each other lovingly. Yes, cry like Indian style and everything. Like, let's with his cat judging me silently. <laughs> kind of lovingly though. Like, yeah, that's cool. I think he feels about you the way that I do. Just want to cuddle it with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, Just other call than me that, bust. See what I, I mean? I, I see. Honestly, I was afraid. Like, I thought the podcast was dead. Yeah. Like, cause I hadn't done it in a year. And then, like, um, I start working on uh, Why Not Studios' website, which is now done and launched. Uh, it is uh, officialwhynotstudios.com. Uh, Joseph will be uh, writing on it, I assume. Yeah. And uh, yeah. also going to have uh, my uh, other friend Cody writing on it. Um, There's going to have all kinds of stuff on there. Just go to it. Um uh, so working on that and I've been writing my comic book which I finished like the third I think it's the third draft of the first issue and I think it's the last draft um, and then uh, I got asked onto a podcast a couple like about a month ago uh, called the Circle of Jerks podcast um, that's recording right okay good I'm really just hearing out. like a weird like reverberation from that too. There's gonna be all kinds of weird reverberations. So this is gonna probably sound weird for a little bit. I couldn't tell if it was that or the that swapping. Yeah, he's kinda of angrily swat, you know, slapping his tail around. Um, but uh the Circle of Jerks podcast, um, they had me on there talk about the website, talk about, you know, stuff that I do. And then they asked me just to be a member of the quote unquote Circle of Jerks, so I'm gonna be a part of them. They do every other Sunday. Go check out Circle Jerks. Yes, the circle the circle of jerks. Circle of jerks. Yeah. Not circle sorry. Yeah, the circle listen. Go, go. go check out them, but also check out Circle, circle of Jerks. jerks yeah. yeah. Um and uh I think down the line, uh it depends on Joseph's schedule, but we're both gonna be on it and talking about this podcast and you know, they're gonna be we're gonna just meld everything together. Uh but doing that, like I was like I was like, I wanna get back to doing my own podcast because like I'm real quiet on their podcast if you listen to the last couple episodes nah, I, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't talk a whole lot because like and I told Justin uh, one of the hosts and I was like it's like it's not my podcast and I have a really bad tendency as I've been told several times I take over conversations and I don't want to do that that's why ours is kind of we're yeah. just we're yeah, we're we both, end up like, like you'll talk and then I'm sitting here just waiting for you to breathe <laughs> for a second yeah. so then I can take over and then while you're talking I'm trying to make you laugh and fuck up the whole time <laughs> silently from the corner does. But <laughs> I was actually I went back and watched um, the old um, uh, Fearless Reflections videos I was yeah. watching the, the, the bloopers and I forgot how much like 
Zach, all Zach would do is try to make me laugh. Like, he didn't take shit of it seriously at all. And I was real anal at the time about it. And, um, but he kept trying to get me to laugh. So most of the bloopers that you see are just, like, behind the camera. He'll be like, uh, like, whisper it at me. And I'll start losing it. And then, like, he, then he, I'm like, dude, you said it too fucking quietly. And then, like, he yells it at me the next day. He's like, action! <laughs> Move, motherfucker! <laughs> but yeah, so uh, yeah, just think about that because you always, you do always try to yeah, yeah, I can't. Fuck, fuck with me while I'm talking. Help it a little bit. I mean, I am desensitized a little bit to it though. It's good. It's good. I've got to up the ante. <laughs> <laughs> Put your dick away. <laughs> Too impressive, chick. Do the helicopter dick. Helicopter dick. Do the helicopter dick. Wow. Wow. Uh. <laughs> And he's lost. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's gone. Um, Every match. I know, right? I just I was looking at that. I burned my arm the other like, we both I, have, Actually, I burned it like five months ago. We both have burn marks that match it. Like, really, like, right. almost exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Dude, up. you got ass mark too. <laughs> What's your say? Tanakh. It's yours. Steve. Dude, what's a, that's a fucking name of our band, dude. Do you know what I fucking... I, I didn't realize until yesterday. So you, you remember the movie More Combat Annihilation, right? Yeah, yeah. I've got a... I'm you, Blu-ray. It, it, it happens. Oh, you do? I've got... Yes, I've got it. a double pack. You bought it on Blu-ray. I bought it on, like on purpose. On purpose. I actively sought it out. That's right. I have the room on Blu-ray, so... Yeah, I mean... Well, I mean... That's it. I feel like that at least still gives you some sort of cultured respect that you chose it because of you know it's bearing <laughs> but actively seeking annihilation has no no merit no merit whatsoever that's just but what I, the fuck's wrong with this guy I didn't even realize this until yesterday I was watching the the angry video game nerd mm-hmm. he does like um, a cinematic yeah, movie yeah. thing, right so they're talking about annihilation Shinnok is in it is in annihilation he's one of the elders yeah yeah. I had no fucking clue that was Shinnok <laughs> At all. Like, how old? That movie came out in, like, what, 95? Something like that, yeah. So it's, like, 24 years old? Odd mix that I've seen Lords of Acid live, who does the theme music. The dun, 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 dun. You have. Yeah, I, I remember because we went to go see I was like, who the fuck is that? And you know, like, you're more It's like, you, you need to... That's not what the community or their fans generally know them for, but that's what the it's, public knows what, them for. That's what nerds know them for. <laughs> I think at this level, though, I think Mortal Kombat's not really nerd related. I think it's, yeah, it's it's common knowledge. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, generally, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Misty, Misty got to grind up on uh, old. Uh, yeah, what's his name? Um, Praga Khan, who's the like founder of house music. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. you already told me about that. House on stage. <laughs> Good times. Um, so, I mean, uh, so you watched, you said you watched the thing on Netflix and then the thing on HBO, any, any movies or anything you watched? Yeah, so uh, we recently watched Shape of Water. I bought it earlier on, uh, but I didn't end up uh, watching it until you later. You mean Sapien, the movie? Yeah, yeah, actually. Or as Guillermo del Toro put he's like, it's Beauty and the Beast where the beast doesn't come back and become <laughs> human. He's just a beast. <laughs> um, Beauty and the man that's the, yeah. I think this stays the beast. Yeah. 
It was I I, I bought it because I, I love Guillermo del Toro movies just yeah. in general. Who doesn't? Um, and Even if the movie's not very good, it's, it's, his, it's at least his visual acuity and the cinematography, and usually it's got a fairy tale quality that's really enjoyable. And my wife and I both uh, like it quite a bit. Um, but yeah, we watched that and it was it was wonderful. Which I mean, it won a ton of uh, like best best picture. best picture and whatnot. Best director. Um, so we watched that, and then we watched. Uh, oh, Misty had seen it. I went with Evie to watch uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. We went to the theater and saw it. So I watched that. With her. I was like, this one best anime picture. So we're just going to have a night of quality films. Quality. Yeah. Um, it was tremendous. It was, I can't. No. Tremendous. <coughs> Sorry. The hands are up for a second. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta get my paws back. My man paws. Uh, but yeah. So we watched that. Um, yeah, is that him? That's him. Yeah, okay. There's the slight he, hissing. He, si- he sighs a lot. I keep hearing the. Like, it's because he's kind of fat. He's he's, like, I guess we got the wheeze. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty bottom. It's just his meows drip out of his mouth. <laughs> oh. Via. I watched a couple other. I watched um, Love, Death, and Robots on Netflix. I've been meaning to watch it. It's my keep me to watch it, which was also wonderful. Uh, I believe David Fincher is the main really uh, guy. Like the showrunner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know and that. It's an anthology of little shorts. You know, I absolutely yeah. have to watch it. Um, it was splendid. A guy, a guy who worked been kind of pushing Black Mirror, which I do need to watch. And it's on my list, but I was like, uh, and people were kind of like saying like. That's more tech and science fiction, whereas uh, Love, Death, and Robots is nice because it's got that attitude, but it's more artsy and got a little bit more of a... Um, but yeah, it had a lot of good shorts in it, and uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, a lot of MST3K has been passed through the house here lately. I don't, I don't want to say anything. We, I didn't want to do the new stuff. This um, year I've watched the two, new series, the two new seasons that were Netflix series, and then we've gone back and we've been... Marathoning through the uh, seasons on um, that are of the older uh, collection that's on Netflix, um, so we've been marathoning that. Watched uh, My Hero Academia movie, which mm. uh, I told you about the anime a little bit, but um, we watched that, which was fairly decent. Which I ended up accidentally buying it or having to buy it twice. Like it was twenty bucks at Walmart, and I was like, "Well, I can probably rent it." At home on Amazon Prime, I'll go ahead and do that. It'll be cheaper because I don't have any of the seasons, so why buy the movie? Right. And then I bought it, and it was only the Japanese audio version with English subtitles, and Evie was with us, which she can read, but not that fast. So I was like, well, fuck. And the only option was to purchase it, so I had to spend 14 bucks. I was like, yeah, it's still a little cheaper than the thing. I'll just go ahead and buy it. But then I bought Japanese audio only, so I had to go and buy the English audio because there's no way to refund that. Right, and so I ended up spending like twenty six dollars on, on on it. I mean, was it was at least good. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, got that for uh, Radeon. Um, but yeah, I mean, I played a little bit of the. Uh, let's see. Yeah, what's going on? Let's rip up on this. You're, you're, you're the, the fry gonna be a, like a, 
a scratching sound across the microphone. What's some nose? He's like, fucking fuck you guys, man. <laughs> uh, I read a series called Dead Man Wonderland, which is awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You show me the, the yeah, anime. I've the, got the, uh, the first, which it leaves off on the anime, which happens a lot with anime, is that they they will produce, like a, a mega series will get popular, they'll produce the first season, and then they'll caught up with the writer, so then they bail on it for a little bit, and then it's not done in time enough where they never do any more than like the first season. So it ends off, uh, and then when I went to the book, the book's got like 80 volumes almost. It's about 22 volumes, and is what the anime goes into, and it's uh, it's really great. Um, finished uh, what uh, what's what's written of One Punch Man, which is also wonderful, and season two comes out here soon. Uh, Dragon Ball Super, I'm caught up on. Are you? Uh, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> lunch stuff. Yeah, you do. So. I've, I've watched The Office again. <laughs> watched The Office. I've watched yeah. Elementary again. Uh, I've watched Friends. I saw you watched uh, Holmes and Watson the other day. I did. I did too. Uh, I, I Missy almost talked me into going to the movies and seeing it. I was like, I've heard a lot of bad stuff. I, I like Will Ferrell and John C. Riley, but uh, I've heard pretty negative consistently. I was like, let's just we'll, we'll rent it. So we rented it, and uh, yeah, uh, John C. Riley was was wonderful. But other than that, Will Ferrell really wasn't. Was really it? wasn't, and uh, yeah, it just wasn't great. But yeah, there was a couple good uh, John C. Riley parts. Like there was like. I had like my expectations were drawn yeah, lower. Yeah. For this, and even that, it still didn't meet it's, my yeah, expectations. Wasn't great. Which, uh, yeah, I don't know if it's just like John C. Riley. I've seen him do. Oh, that's another one I've watched. Uh, Tale of Tales. On uh, it's on Netflix, but it's got um, a lot of pretty high end actors. But uh, John C. Riley and Sama Hayek are in it for the first part, but it's an anthology that all ties together. Apparently it's from the same book that's originally has Rapunzel and stuff like that on it. Oh, really? So it's a set of essentially fairy tales, but uh, it's got really cool cinematography and a lot of, a lot of interesting uh, effects and the little shorts that are kind of interesting, but I think, it's, I think it's like three or four shorts that all kind of tie together throughout the story. I didn't even see that. Uh, yeah, it's called Tale of Tales, which I guess is the initial name of that book that all those are collected in originally those uh, short stories um, but yeah John Cirelli has done some character acting stuff like in some biopic and documentaries and stuff like he's that he's in that Stan and Ollie movie yeah and like, I haven't seen it yet like Chicago he's in and Mr. Summer yeah yeah so like him being in you know a, a, where he's a, essentially a British man and doing the accent and wearing the period piece clothes and stuff like it, it doesn't off put me but uh yeah Will Ferrell just it didn't work well for me no. and for some reason like the eyeliner was really right? off putting and like a little overly feminine for I thought also uh, like Sherlock which was kind of weird well I told Michelle I was like like this is what happens whenever an iconic character is in the public domain anybody can make a shitty movie yeah and this is I mean one thing I told her as soon as the, the movie started, I was like, "Well, this is a shame." She's like, "What's that?" I said, "Ray Fiennes would actually be a pretty fantastic minority." Yeah, he's Ray playing it in this version. Yeah, I. Uh, that's the thing is like I, 
I like Sherlock Holmes and and that setup's enough that I really I don't really want anyone to fuck with the material too much. And yeah. then no, like it wouldn't be like, so I love, bad. I love the Sherlock series, and I know you like Elementary, which I, I haven't watched, but I've watched Sherlock like three times through, which is yes, fairly really. rare for me on a series right. like that. Um, but yeah, I love that series. I think they do a great job with it. But they're actually, I think we're on our fourth, me and Michelle are on like our fourth run through it right now. But yeah, I mean, just like kind of taking some stuff where it's like yeah, like mocking it too much or taking it off which it hurts a little bit yeah it's it's in satire is allowed to kind of make fun of those things that you kind of hold dear but the, uh, it just it didn't, wasn't done in a way that was to a level that would make it okay <laughs> like, like the one thing like I said whenever I was talking about that I watched it on my, on my Facebook was um, there's two parts in it one that made me actually laugh out loud and the other part was I just really enjoyed it. Uh, one spoiler alert, I guess, for the two of you that are either listening to this or going to watch that movie. Um, one was that Mycroft Tones is in it, and Hugh Laurie plays yeah, yeah. Mycroft Tones. I, I fucking love Hugh Laurie so much. I was so excited for that. Mm-hmm. And the other thing was like, it was that Billy Zane made a cameo as Billy Zane getting on the Titanic. And like, <laughs> I laughed so hard at it. And like I told uh, some of my buddy at work and about it, he's like, so the kids who go see this movie most likely haven't seen Titanic and won't get the reference. I'm like, yeah. exactly. And that's why I laughed so fucking hard at this. Yeah. I was like, it was so ridiculous and nonsensical, yeah. but it was, I couldn't, I was like, yeah, this the, is the funniest thing they've done in this movie. Yeah. Which, I mean, I, I think it might be to a point where Will Ferrell's, uh, aged enough to where he's lost the the charm of doing the charm of the idiot yeah comedian sort of thing you can only do some of those things so long the same reason why most people are burnt out with you know the adam sandler movies like you can only do that slapstick he's playing that same role he's played since billy madison like now when he does uh rain on me or you know um um, even click to a certain extent was decent i see i enjoy click and and you know some things like that and like his recent stand-up i haven't watched it yet but i've heard it yeah i've heard it pretty solid it's it's worth watching i did listen to the chris farley song kind of made you tear up a little bit yeah a little bit because i i I watched uh i was a pretty avid center life fan during those years yeah um and heyday yeah so well it depends on which heyday you want. Man, you go Bill and Bill Murray, and you know all that. I still, I think most people probably still consider the Adam Sandler, the Davis Bay, Chris Farley era, like yeah. that was the the era for Saturday Night Live. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I mean, yeah, like, I guess it does depend on when you grew up, yeah. but like I think most people consider the yeah, that's probably the funniest. And that's part. that's when I, I I watched it a lot, and uh, you know I was a big fan of uh, Black Sheep and Billy Bear and Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy and stuff like that. So yeah, it was. Good stuff, which I mean, you know, we grew up with you know, Happy Gilmore. And you go back, you should try watching some of his stuff now. It's, it's like we said, the same thing with Wolf Early, it's just lost its luster. I went back and watched Anchorman recently, yeah. It's not funny, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I guess I've just I've grown past it, yeah. But like, it's the sophomore humor of yeah. it, it's like, ah, yeah. To some, some point, some of that stuff, I mean, it, it, it might work best during a certain uh cultural time. Or work best like in a certain age group. Yeah, and um, it might be partially where 
looking for more sophisticated humor than we used to be looking for. No, see, I did want or, to literally watch Step Brothers tonight, and I told them, I was like, we should watch Step Brothers. And she's like, why? I said, because we just watched a yeah. shitty John C. Reilly um, yeah. Wolf Herald movie, so we should watch a great one. And that, I mean, that one's still funny. I don't know why this made me think of it, but uh, apparently they're talking about making a Shaun of the Dead sequel. What? Which would make me laugh, because it left off with... Um, um, Sean and Ed, I think, uh, playing and Ed being a zombie. Yeah, so how <laughs> I was they locked live? up and they're playing video games. Um, I would actually. So that would be fun because I, I love Simon Pegg. So like it would have to end with Sean becoming the <laughs> a zombie as well. Like I, maybe I don't know. I saw something about it and I'm like I, I hope they do because I and I just recently not too long ago I watched that at World's End finally. I hadn't, hadn't watched it ever. Uh, that movie's great. Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah, all 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 three of those are something the three flavors trilogy, the yeah, the Cornetto trilogy. Yeah, well. um, yeah, and even <coughs> throwing in a, which you can kind of throw in um, Paul, the one with yeah Paul, uh, into that vein. Like, yeah, all of those are are I think they're great, pretty wonderful. Those and, two together, are like, great. especially a lot of them, like film uh, buffs, kind of talk about the uh, foreshadowing they do in like each one of them and yeah. stuff like that. It's, it's enjoyable to rewatch and see that stuff. Um, what is the, uh, I, what is the watchers? Um, well, I figure, uh, if anyone's listening this long, we might throw in some Game of Thrones info. Uh, we should, so, you're right. Or yes. unless you want to separate that into a s- shorter clip. Yeah, let's fuck it. Let's do it. <laughs> fuck it. Do it live. Do it live. Do it live. <laughs> fuck it. Um, um, so, yeah. so yeah, the first episode of season got the final season, the final season of uh, this of this timeline. Since they're going to do a prequel series about the first or the the long night, yeah. Um, <laughs> it was. Uh, I mean, it's Game of Thrones. So I just I loved it. I was yeah. just, like I was giddy. How 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 have you felt the opening? The, okay, let's talk about the opening sequence real quick. Yeah. They changed it. They changed it every season. But this was a drastic change. Yeah. They, they, this was like they only show Winterfell and King's Landing. Yeah. And that's it. Well, those are the good only the main two. only two that matter. Yeah, it's, it's the only two. And they go. To, like they're not burying the They lead. make a point of the uh, the crossbow, uh, the scorpion bolt, uh, and the dragon skulls. Old Balerion, the Black Dread down yeah. there. Um, which. Right, how has you? How have you felt leading up to this here recently? Because like I know, like a couple of guys at work, we've all read all five books. We've read the two companion books of the uh, history of Game of Thrones and the map charted book. We've read the Tales of Duncan Egg, which is in the Sword of the Seven Kingdoms, and then we've read uh, Fire and Blood, which is the Targaryen uh, first one hundred fifty years of rule of three hundred. Um, and, you know, delved into it quite a bit. Me, probably more than even them with a lot of, uh, the factoids, you know, someone asked me that yesterday while we were at work, we're like, so when, uh, he defeats, uh, Sir Arthur Dane at the Tower of Joy and takes Dawn up and, and the sword, Dawn, you know, Arthur Dane's the sword of the morning, what happened to the sword? And I'm like, I had the, well, he took it back to the... Dane family is with us today. <laughs> like, how do you, like, it's just, and then I went and found the clip of document and then sent it to him. You to, have the timeline and yeah. all that. <laughs> I get it. Get it all kind of logged away pretty well. 
Oh, well, do you need Brendan Rivers? Because that's also the Three-Eyed Crow, which he has the sword, <laughs> Dark Sister. And yeah, I can go into all that. But uh, I've, I've been really kind of... Uh, I, I didn't have much uh, excitement, honestly, here recently. I've been kind of... Had a little bit of trepidation with watching it. Like, I almost didn't want to watch it until it's done. I have a hard time with endings of series because... It never meets what you wanted to do. Well, no, it's that a bad ending can ruin the entire series for yeah. me. And it's been such a good series, and last season left me with a lot of uh, issues with plot holes and kind of some choices they made. So I slip specifically, um, like Peter Baelish, for one. He's in the books. You know, he's one of the most clever strategist in the series he's playing several people like he tells Sansa in the show like if you think about every possibility nothing's going to surprise you that kind of situation which it already fucks it up by him sending Sansa to Ramsay, Ramsay Bolton in the books she's still at the Eerie with him that doesn't happen to her at all but he sends her to Ramsay knowing she's going to be raped and abused and then he's like hey marry me we'll rule the kingdom together he knows her <laughs> well, like, yeah, you don't have to be a very smart strategist and say, I'm going to send you into this torment. Why don't you trust me and want to join me? I see, the, way I've, things I, like that. the way I've watched this show mm-hmm. is like, I wanted to read the books. Yeah. But as I went along the show, and then you would tell me differences. And mm-hmm. then I realized, much like The Walking Dead, it's its own thing. Now. Yeah, no, and I, I so the that. things that, that's what whenever people look up theories... Yeah. Uh, or thinking about theories about what's going to happen on the show, they look to the books too. I don't think that's necessary anymore. Not, not really. I mean, I know like you might go first, break two or three seasons, maybe. And and my problem's not necessarily that it's a complete uh, variation from the books, but that, that it's just a poor choice of character. Yeah, like a character decision to do that was, makes no sense. He was the smartest. Yeah, and between him and Varys, they were the ones pulling all the strings. And then him to go... And then it just crumbles. Him yeah. just be like... Make such a dumb decision. It's like... But I guess it is, again, maybe just to show that... Even the cleverest make dumb decisions. Yeah. And it can bite you. I suppose. It's just... It was it was very out of character to me. Um, the, the introduction of Euron... Um, Greyjoy. Uh, was that... Was that season... I, that was season six, right? Yeah, he, he pops up season six. But... Uh, Towards more more involved in, in this previous season, and um, he might as well not be here on Greyjoy. And like, I know like they're they're pulling that character from the book, but it is so vastly not the same person that it's, I thoroughly enjoy the character. And that's yeah, and I, they just they kind of make him kind of a fuckboy type character, and like he's just kind of kind of into you know, hey, fuck you, haha, my dick. Kind of thing, and it's uh, a little irritating because in the book he is ridiculously overpowered, like sinister dude. He's like cartoonishly. No, just like uh, in the book, um, he's 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 the only person to go to Valeria and back. He's cut the tongues out of every which he mentions in this one. He's got a completely mute crew. He's the only person to. Uh, have a full set of Valyrian armor that he revived, pulled from Valyria. He's the only one to go to Valyria and come back alive. He's got the blue lips of the sorcerers uh, that um, Daenerys sees that take her dragons. Initially, mm. he had the blue lips. He has his are like that. 
because he also drinks that uh, poison that gives them visions. Um, he's got a patch over an eye. He's got a blood red, completely blood red eye. They call his uh, the crow's eye. Um, and he, uh, he's got a brother, Victorian, who he raped his sister and let his brother beat her to death. Um, he uh, basically is like uh, very adamant against all the gods, but the way he... They, they released um, 10 chapters from Winds of Winter to read. And that way he basically had a priest from every religion tied to the front of his ships who he was going to kill all together and was essentially doing a ritual with several of them to, uh, implies to make himself a god. So basically your problem with the character in the it's, show is that it's not the character. Yeah, it's just it's, it's so it's vastly different from the character. Um, is kind of frustrating to even bring him in. Like you could just have it. It's just a, yeah. Any, anybody could do that position for the certain um he's also got a i mean i guess you had to make him yeah i mean he, he, could, he couldn't yeah he couldn't have been as overpowered because it would take another player in the game this late in if they were wanting to shorten it that much and i get that um but he's also got a he's got a horn called dragon binder that if blows it like kills the person it burns their insides but it is a sorcerer a sorcery piece to allow him to control dragons like yeah, he's yeah, he's a much bigger character in the in the books. I guess the yeah, like I said, the problem is that not necessarily that it's it's, it's like that if, he's not actually Euron, so why call him Euron? Yeah, it's like um, taking in the Sherlock Holmes reference, like having Moriarty be like a page boy in their home. It's his name, Mir Moriarty, but he's you know <laughs> it's, 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 it's not um, any valid point to it really. So that's that's kind of frustrating, but I I, I understand most Changing. of the reason for doing that. I just think they could have at least made him like a sinister character. He's not see where he's he's not really. You just don't like him. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. I mean like that's yeah. the thing. He's not and sinister. He's he's, not... he's off putting, and he's he's someone that you aren't rooting for. And now he is. I see. I find him to be. Um... And this, this threatening, yeah, this first sense. episode uh, it helps kind of make his character a little more interesting to me. But yeah, it just the the character is almost in, in the book is just so much more of a sinister, dark figure that it, and more powerful, where he kind of rivals Daenerys and Cersei on his own. And that's why I, I so think kind of making this. I don't think he's sinister. But I think it, he is a little. Well, I meant in the in the books, right? Comparatively, like, but like made him a little more. They, but they made him in a different way where it's like he clearly doesn't give a flying fuck oh, no. so he's not afraid of anything no. which makes him a lot worse he's not even afraid of the mountain no. which is uh, yeah. he's the only one that except for the hound yeah. well, no, even the hound's afraid of him yeah. but like he's not afraid of the mountain yeah. at all yeah, it's just it's just it's like not give him uh, you know I'd put an eye patch on him at least you know <laughs> something yeah. it's just kind of like uh, I mean I, I again I get very, and I, I can allow a little bit, um, and and that's uh, but like and then the crow situation was kind of weird. The raven fight with the uh, you know, going all the way back, getting Daenerys flying back north while the White Walkers stood there and waited for him. Yeah, it's kind of frustrating too because I really tried to like watch them. I kept trying to think. I was like trying to because just will with, a reason yeah, that made sense with some of it I can allow like alright there's there's a longer time gap that we're not seeing and things like that 
But then again, they but, sat there the entire time. Yeah, and they just waited for you to come bring, which that's why some people were trying to argue that maybe the uh, Night's King has foresight and he waited for them to bring the dragons to him. That could be. Because he was standing there with ice spears, which we haven't seen him have. Like, he was waiting to yeah, try he, to take down a dragon. I think he had three. Yeah, he had three. So, that's kind of a compelling argument if it fleshes out that way. Um, but in context of the show of like her basically like a raven flying halfway across the continent and then her flying back within that time frame during a battle seems ridiculous even in the show context and then um which and and this was part of the trepidation was like them doing some of this stuff kind of was a little off-putting with um just storyline structure where they seemed rushed and then in this they're they're cutting it down a little bit too which they've got some longer episodes but um, still feels like they're rushing, which I'm worried there's going to be uh, more plot holes and problems because like a race to the end almost, yeah. and they're going to miss it. Because I've, I've, I'm, I'm totally aware it's not going to be canon to the book in any ways. It hasn't been to this point. Um, but because of that, I'm like, I kind of almost want to distance myself from it because it because like me watching it like it could make it um and, and like i said i just a bad ending out of a book or of a story that's, yeah really that's the risk you take with any show yeah. uh, and we can i mean in our lifetime we've seen plenty of shows that have ended dexter dexter, oh, dexter. I, I loved you so much but it, you know but like okay so like statistically game of thrones has never failed us Ultimately, no, I mean, well, so the chances of them failing in the final season, yeah, seems slim. And I think uh, all the uh, theories and debating and all that kind of stuff allows um, very little for me to be super surprised by or be taken aback by. Like, oh, I didn't expect that to happen, right? Or um, it can surprise you because, like, if they if they do come up, I, I joke. What theory? I mean, is there really been any theory except for uh, Jon Snow with Aegon? Or Agar, yeah, he's Agon in Aegon. the series. Yeah. So, like, except for that theory, yeah, has there been another that it's come true in the show? Oh, yeah. yeah, like what? Um, well, like, I mean, are you talking about like? Well, I mean, the Jon Snow thing wasn't necessarily a theory, though. Um, like George R. R. Martin when he initially talked to um. The showrunners, that was the first thing he asked them to see if they really knew the material was like, who's John's parents? And they so, is that, so, it's, so is that in the, that's in the books relatively early on? It's, it's hinted to so clearly that if you pay attention, you can figure it out. Okay. Um, so so not, it's not so much theory, a theory just, as much as it's foreshadowed pretty well. Like, I mean, when Stannis is at the wall talking to him and stuff and the thing, he's like, he, he holds himself like a king. And things like that, and you know, there's there's lots of hints to it, and um, especially if you read any of the like background material about like the how Leanna and all that kind of stuff that happened, it's kind of like the whole. Um, there's a whole story with her basically entering herself into when he claims her the uh, um, Lady of Beauty, and wonder when he's he's married and he gives her flowers. <laughs> she entered into that. Uh, Bow and won 
uh, several like this you know unhorsed a bunch of people as the uh, knight of or the laughing knight is what she was called and then when uh, the king found out because he ordered her like take off her mask and she wouldn't do it and then like fled and then Rhaegar was sent to go capture and then he names her the lady of you know queen of love and beauty and stuff like that so like it's pretty well hinted like she didn't get kidnapped from him right and, you know really not... tortured um so so, uh, so... Attention. it's it's in there um there's there's a lot of theories that go around I mean like you know Tyrion being a Targaryen and no no I mean like, like because like what I'm saying is like because there's been a lot of theories so you're saying that it's gonna be hard for you to be caught off guard or surprised yeah yeah but but so far from what I've read or anything like that again I didn't start the show at the beginning but yeah. from what I've read not a lot of the theories have actually panned out um so sure. well I mean, even what we're hearing now most likely isn't the case well I mean the thing is like there's only there's only so many ways it can go there's only so many ways it can go where it ties up a story in any way I mean even like I'm totally like next episode everyone gets killed and it just shows snow scenes for the next five episodes I'm ready for that you know it's It's just it's just like like, four episodes winter came that's just what I was gonna say at the corner of the winter came and just the Night King sitting there just I even joked, I was like, if they were this ballsy, I'd, I'd give it, I'd sign up for HBO for the rest of my life. It was like, just John and Daenerys are running from the White Walkers, go into a cave. Daenerys gets shot through the throat or something with an arrow. John's standing there, and he, like, gets stabbed, and then it's just George R. R. Martin burning the Winds of Winter script and throwing it in the fire, cackling, and it just, and it just ends. I was like, it's like, yes, <laughs> they done it. They surprised me. I did like the in this episode the kind of sort of callback to um, the first episode with Arya. Um, uh, no, no, between John and Daenerys. Whenever she's, they get there to the waterfall, and she's like, "We could stay here for a thousand yeah, years." Yeah. And it's a callback to Yigger, uh, yeah. Yigger, yeah, yeah. And I was, I was like, "That's a do-. like." I was like, yeah. "Yay!" I was gonna say the uh, I don't know if you saw like the little boy running through the crowd to get up to see was like talking about Arya in the first episode where she's got a soldier's yes. helmet on and was running through the crowd and now it she's, was, she's standing watching a younger boy get all excited by the I thought that was yeah that was really well done the queen coming there was a lot of really great stuff in this episode it was a great episode really the only thing we talked about this prior was the like the reveal of John's parentage to his yeah. to him it was underwhelming but yeah. again I don't know what I want yeah like well I think the thing was was I was expecting Bran to be involved a little bit more and be a little more like other than just like, like maybe talent. even like hold his arm and like show him show him or something I would think would have been a lot more like see it dawn on his which face which they still do yeah but like Sam was basically like yeah dude you're the king man like yeah like it, we, we already figured it out like, no, yeah, like the way he kind of portrayed it was very like how a buddy would be like, yeah, dude, like this is the way it fucking is. is. You know, you gotta, you gotta deal with it. I do appreciate the way they, a little bit, the way they did it when it was just like, because Sam was obviously very upset because he just found that Daenerys destroyed his family, which they were talking about in the little after video. I don't know if you watched the. It was like after the episode um, talk, but they were talking about how you kind of see him like, oh, my dad died. Well. Okay, it's all my brother, my brother's lord. So that's okay. And it was heartbreaking then, to watch that. Scene. Then when she told him, nah, "I killed your brother too," then that's when he breaks down. I was like, "Can I? Can I go?" You know, and they were saying it was like trying to display that difference of like, 
his dad who he had a Which physical he was, he was relationship like, with. Like, that sucks. But then there's his brother. Yeah. He's that's when he loses it. Yeah. But I think I really did appreciate whenever he. I mean, you see him in probably the, really kind of the first time he's really been angry. Yeah. Um, and he, you know, asked John basically if he would have done it, and then John argues like, "Well, I'm not a king," and he's like, "He said you were a king, or you are a king," and then. Yeah. That's when he's like, yeah. no, his seven bloody kingdom is like, oh yeah. shit. Yeah, that's that's what they said they thought it would be a nice like because Sam could have got that information from anybody that it would have been a nice uh, juxtaposition of like Daenerys telling him and then him telling John like what would you have done and that'd be a good way of like him getting the information about uh, him being uh, Trinlan, which he just has to go. I fucked my aunt. Yeah, um, also that's then, really what's like going on. Is his like, oh shit! I like literally two hours ago. I just fucking fuck with but dragons watching. Right? Dra- yeah, um, <laughs> which they said they're like John should have known something was up since he just rode a dragon and that's essentially only like a Targaryen thing. He's like, but he's sometimes a little slow on the upkeep. <laughs> so, he knows nothing. He knows nothing. Um, um, or yeah. buddy just bought a it's a notebook that's completely blank inside and says things Jon Snow knows is the front of it yeah, yeah. let's throw that in I do, I do really like that um, no I, I like that I, like, I mean I didn't I don't know really what I wanted <coughs> it, it just it didn't seem like that but it, they're gonna play off of it later on yeah because obviously now it's gonna be a matter of like and Sam will actually ask a really great question that I, didn't, I hadn't even thought about was like John gave up his crown mm-hmm. of King of the North to save his people. Would Daenerys do the same thing? Mm-hmm. She wouldn't. No, probably not. Uh, well, that's the the argument now is like, are they going to now fight over the crown? Crown? Because part of me um, feels that it will be hard pressed for. Um, it, it almost essentially like it seems like it's going to come down to Daenerys dying for me. I think so. Because I don't think it can be, uh, for a lot of fans of Daenerys and a lot of like, uh, you know, somewhat that female empowerment that the show has kind of propagated a little bit in the books, that her to go like, oh, well, I want to marry you and I'll let you be king and I'll back off, even though I put all this work and all these people through yeah. all this, I'm just going to bail it because... Well, I love you and your knight shining armor kind of I think the likely scenario is that John backs off. Yeah. That, or he doesn't want well, to it. I don't think he's... He but wants then to, she gets killed. Yeah, she gets killed and then he's forced to do it. Or she sacrifices himself, herself and be like, you should have it kind of a thing. Because... And, and something that I, I read recently which kind of argued some of that was like, she doesn't even really seem to want it. Like, when she was with uh, Khal Drogo and stuff, she had plans for it, but she also, like, every time, especially in, in the books more so, but even in the show a little bit, she constantly is calling back to, like, this house that she lived in with when they were at peace and they weren't doing anything. Or she calls back to with uh, Khal Drogo and if they had had the baby and, you know, had a family together and some things like that where it seems like she doesn't want anything. She wants peace and a home more than anything else. Which, which is what she's kind of fighting for is to get her home back that she was ousted. I do think she dies, though. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna guess because I think there's enough people who want John to be king and he's reluctant, which is what we generally are gonna want from a ruler is the person who goes, 
I don't deserve this. Yeah. Um, but then it ends up being the best king. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's the George Washington motif. Like, oh, you, you need to be king. Oh, I don't know. You, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll be president. I guess uh, uh, that kind of that's the Palpatine uh, <laughs> uh, denying I shouldn't be the ruler of all of this oh you're really great oh I'm no. sorry I'll take it right. now I'm emperor deal with it <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, so Palpatine yeah yeah segue boom pulled it off uh, yeah so Palpatine returned to the Star Wars yeah confirmed confirmed and uh Rise of the Sty- Starwalker. Is it Starwalker? Or Skywalker. Skywalker or Skywalkers? Skywalker. Skywalker, I thought it was. Rise of Skywalker. So, do you think that's going to be Rey? Do you think that's going to be uh, Kylo taking his mother's maiden name kind of concept? Man, I'm kind of like... Or do you think it's just the nine episodes, this is the Skywalker story? I think that's it. I don't think it really... I mean, I guess... I don't think Ray's the Skywalker. And I'm just, and personally, I don't. Yeah, I, yeah. I just, I think it's too easy. Yeah. Uh, my 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 curiosity with that, I was talking to someone. It was like, technically, they've confirmed even in the Disney timeline within the comic books that Palpatine is the one who creates Anakin. So, which technically, he's technically the father of the Skywalker line. Exactly. So, what if she's a Palpatine? Yeah, and I still love that theory more than most of the others because one, like when I loved it, her to be a Kenobi or. Something yeah. like that. Um, a yeah. Kenobi would be cool, but I think a Palpatine would give some of that I'm your father kind of twist that the dark side is also part of what made the good character. I'd also love to see Kylo go from the villain to a hero and Rey from a hero to a villain. That would be really cool. I'd really enjoy that. Uh, I think that'd be really fun like, to see. Her, because you get to see him you, play. You see, you see him kind of... <sighs> struggling with the, the light side and trying to you know, deal with that where she seemed to get more aggressive and I'd love to see that continue on and she that actually way. follows through with it and uh, I've seen a couple you know YouTube videos talking about like some of her moveset was the same as Palpatine's like she does the spirally stab at one point and it um, well I mean if you also go back and you watch like uh, Kylo uses Mace Windu's a lot of Mason would do stuff, so that's what people were saying that Snoke was actually yeah, Mason would do. Um, which I read a, a, another really good one about Snoke that I thought would be really interesting if they portrayed it. It was that um, because uh, Ben Ben Solo or or Kyler Ren, whichever way we go, uh, because he's so powerful with the Force that, and he was fighting his light and dark side so much that he created Snoke as a force projection so he could fill the role of Vader and someone could fill the role of a Palpatine character. Ooh. And that him killing him was him combining both of them back into and taking himself. the role. Taking the role himself. Um, and that that was him basically creating a master version to guide him and tell him what to do. That'd be and not it was cool. like a split personality type thing. And I thought that would be really interesting if they did that yeah but I don't see how it would really I work. really doubt they're gonna do that but yeah. it was it was an interesting it would be definitely I'm so down for that but I don't think it's a thing just yeah. be, mainly because we see Snoke's body after he dies mm-hmm. and Kylo's no longer around if I remember correctly whenever mm-hmm. we see it 
Um, so in theory, it would have disappeared. When, yeah, essentially, unless he, you know, believes it so much that he created a physical form of some sort. But it's just, I think it would be a good explanation, like, if they don't explain deeper into Snoke, like, that he was a figure, that he was someone created by um, Kylo. Because it doesn't necessarily, like, say that he's been around for a super long time, like, the reason why the First Order is following him. Yeah. So, like, I mean, if he was alive before Kylo, then obviously, but... They bring up doesn't work so in one of the books they talk about him as a kid you know they talk about a figure that a lot of people think is Snoke yeah yeah well and see I initially thought it might have been the character that Palpatine talks about in some of the original series he where he felt the force he felt a strong evil force outside of the uh, known zones and that was why he kind of pushed a lot of ships to try to break through that and get out into that and he had plans to create the first order and all that stuff after he died already so like all that's kind of been playing out his goals still so I mean and in the original books he gets like reborn like three times and Luke has to kill him like three or four times but yeah I think uh, it's gonna be interesting to see how he comes back or I imagine just something like we never saw his body and yeah he was really powerful before so he just yeah. probably lived what, what really was crazy like in the uh, <laughs> uh, original books that I thought was really interesting if uh basically talked about at one point he created a storm that of force lightning that affected an entire planet and killed an entire planet full of people like that was how powerful like and it took basically at one point when they killed him in order to force his spirit to not return it took every Jedi spirit that was dead from then to the beginning of the Jedi Order to hold his spirit into the the afterlife to keep him from I thought that was really cool in the books wise like right. about how much more powerful he was than the show it's obviously. just kind of the problem too is that now we don't know what canon is anymore because well it's not it's not canon anymore it's not they took it out yeah that was that was part of the um uh was the, the original or what they what they call it now um legacy like no I don't think it's uh, that was the uh is it Star Wars Legacy series? I don't know. Or is it EU, the extended universe? No, it's it was basically all the books that were pre Disney purchasing it are all considered Legacy. Is it Legacy now, which are all not canon until proven canon. Until Disney says it was. Yeah. Um, um, so, but yeah, some of those are really really interesting to read. That I I'm wondering if they're pulling maybe a little bit like maybe him being cloned or something like that. It could do that. I but I think it's probably more likely we just see. Him he survived. Back. Yeah. Is they pulling mean, the strings. Ian McDermott. Uh, McDermott. Yeah, thank you. Uh, he's coming back for yeah. us. So, I mean, we're definitely seeing him. Yeah, it's that person. It's gonna be, and I like. I did like the shot of like. This is the thing with the these new Star Wars shows. All the trailers, the first trailers at least. Actually, all the trailers they don't give a hint as to what the plot is. Oh no! In the least. All you see are just basically just glory shots of each planet mm-hmm. they're on. And the one I saw that I really enjoyed is like the piece of the Death Star. Mm-hmm. It's just lying in the water. I've been saying since this trailer, I can't help but I keep repeating the uh, robot chicken skin. Go for Papa Palpatine. <laughs> I was like, God, goddamn ATM on that light bright chest of yours. You must have felt like flesh wrapped in leathery burnt bacon. 
Potamama or Panda Bear. Oh, he's crying again. <laughs> uh, yeah. Go for Papa Palpatine every Go fucking Papa five, Papa. five minutes. I do love that, yeah. <laughs> I love those kids. That's pretty amazing. Um, I think it's going to be a pretty... I, I'm, it, it, the trailer did what it should do. I'm like one Skywalker interested. I'll be honest, I wasn't, Palpatine. I wasn't super excited. Like, and I, get, and I, remember, I heard rumors. I thought I remember about Palpatine. I was like, really? Like, you can't just... Yeah. You can't stop bringing back these old characters. And I see the trailer, and you hear his laugh, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yay. Well, which, I mean, they talked about this being the conclusion to the three this three part, parts. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, and Palpatine's the true baddie of the first they six have movies. They him back. Like, yeah, they've got to have a reason to conclude that story. And Captain Kennedy said that he was always supposed to come back, at least in this trilogy. Yeah. So, uh... I mean, it's only a matter of time. I honestly had thought for a while that Snoke was Palpatine. Yeah. And that they were going to do some sort of it. Then I was like, mm, I don't know. It's kind of, you can't just keep making people. Like, you were like, oh, Finn is obviously going to be like the son of Lando, or he's going to be the yeah. son of uh, yeah. Mace Windu. Yeah. Like, you can't just no. make these new characters the children with uh, old characters. Yeah, with like um, Palpatine, they talk about like, his, his uh, teacher being able to bring people back from the dead and stuff like that. So it was like, you know, he dies, he might have been able to use the Force in order to, like, transfer his consciousness into a new person or something like that, and that'd be Snoke. Or some sort of, like, Force cocoon. Or yeah, yeah. And that could be it, that him killing Snoke, you know, let Palpatine back out in some way. Awakened him. Yeah. Um, and so that might be the... Palpatine was controlling Snoke yeah, the entire yeah. time. Yep. And so that, that could be how that goes. Um, Do we see Anakin in this, you think? I wouldn't be against a Force Anakin. Or Hayden Christensen? Yeah. Yeah, fuck. Bring him. I'd be totally down for it. I I would love to see just even, like, like have Yoda, Anakin, Luke, and... uh, Uh, Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Ewan McGregor, and then maybe even... um, What's his face? Uh, Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon. Uh, I'll join. I don't gotta come back because he was forced. supposed to be in. Well, and the thing is, like, they don't go into it too much, but he's the one who taught Yoda how to make a Force ghost. <laughs> like, he's he's top dog if you read like the Kings. Like, he's the one. Well, they outright say it though, and uh, yeah, yeah it's like a lot of people don't. Say, like, they didn't pay attention to yeah. it. I guess, yeah, it's one of kind but of one liner. He was supposed to be in that scene, and then like I guess quite quite honestly, Liam Neeson. Uh, got hurt in a motorcycle wreck and couldn't film it. Yeah. So they just had to just drop the mention and that was it. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, they're so close to having them come back. Yeah, so like, I'd love to see like all of them team up. Like, I love the, the Yoda scene and, and, yeah. and, and the people didn't like it. I was like, I really enjoyed, I enjoyed having him there with Luke because, I mean, that's, that's good stuff right there. And we're obviously going to get, you know, Luke in there. He's got to, yeah. You know, um, which he's the dub over the trailer and everything part of it but um which uh, i was gonna mention going back because what were we talking about uh game of thrones uh, uh i was gonna say my two uh kind of happy liners and that was uh what happens if he doesn't want me to write him well then it's been nice knowing you john snow was good and then uh i've I, always had blue eyes <laughs> i did love this so much like those were like so hard mvp yeah, the, the, the dragon, like, the dragon line was really good, but then it was, but the, I've always had blue eyes. Like, and I liked him kind of keeping an eye on the dragon, <laughs> and be like, watch what you're doing with my lady. 
I know, I thought that was like it was like, it was adorable. Everything they did was great in the, in that episode. Yeah. I was talking to Missy about how fucked up that would be to be going that fast in that time period. Like when you've never moved more than like fifteen miles per hour on a horse or twenty like at most. You've never seen an aerial your, you've never seen an aerial view photo or video. You've never you've never known that height or that speed and then be going like eighty miles per hour plummeting in you a roller coaster. Yeah, most people would just have a stroke and die. Like <laughs> you wouldn't be able to fathom what you were dealing with right there. So that would that would uh, I was just like, that would be that such would a mind your world up. <laughs> you've ruined horses for me. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Be like thrown up at the end of that, but uh, yeah, that was good stuff. Back to Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because what were we talking about? Star Wars too. Star Wars. Oh, they always have my money. I don't care. I mean, like, it could have just been a picture of you know fucking Luke sitting on the toilet, and I was like, I'm a bear. <laughs> I'm checking this out. See you in December. With with two sunsets through the mirror. (laughs) Or painted on the wall even. I'm good. Glass of blue milk. Yeah. He's he's squirting blue milk from his own titty. Alright, I'll see it. (laughs) Alright. You got me. Wait, wait. (laughs) Luke's in it? Alright. I'm I'm down. (laughs) I don't like the way he squats on the toilet. I think Luke's more of a wide stance. He eats uh, like, the phantom <laughs> bitch. Like, that's not how he would go out. <laughs> he didn't even hang up his Jedi coat. It's trailing around the back. You get shit all over it. Like, I'm still like bummed out that he called it a laser sword. Like it really bummed me out. <laughs> I was like, this isn't like a Walmart brand toy. What are you talking about? This is name brand sir. It's a lightsaber. Yeah. Uh, thorns. There's a one of the times that uh, George Lucas refers to it as a laser sword. They bring it up constantly on that uh, because science. He's like, he just pops it up and so he's like, laser sword, laser sword, and then it gets rid of him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, like, I remember in theater, I was like, because he, he argues, you know, it needs to be like a plasma arc that's like controlled by magnets. But they they always talk about like the physics of it. No matter what you do, if you turn that on, you would catch fire instantaneously by how much power is in it. If you're that close to something that can cut through steel that fast, you're gonna catch fire. Like there's no way to reduce the heat to just, just this area. I love because science because they ruin everything. Yeah, every time he turns it on, he they draw animated flames catching fire on him. He's like ah, and then he's like all right, their version. He turns it on. But yeah, it's uh, it's pretty great stuff. But yeah, so we got Endgame. Endgame, we got some uh, catching up. Did you like the uh, Witch Stark's going to survive this April? Yeah, I did like that, yeah. Um, yeah, we had some Endgame, we had some catching up, we got some Star Wars, we got some Game of Thrones. I think we covered everything we can in a, in a return episode. But we had, what, an hour and 20 minutes? Sounds about right. That sounds pretty good, right? Yeah, we can probably cut her off there. Yeah. Any any odd noises you want to throw in there, kitty cat? Thank you. <laughs> Way to deliver. Evie's grumpy. So with that being said, I guess we'll see you next time. My name is Jake. I'm Joe. First of his name. Protector of this closet. <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs>